My name is Jessamine Anderson Frain, and you're listening to Becoming Beauty. Our hearts were made for the infinite, so the ache we feel for more than this earthly life should drive us forward. But to where? And how do we get there? In this podcast, we're exploring what it practically and tangibly means, as C.S. Lewis says, to be united with the beauty we see and become part of it. This requires our entire being, body and soul. So we'll need both to journey well. Let us begin. Hello and happy new year. Welcome to this week's episode of Becoming Beauty, the first episode of 2024. It's that time of year again, the time when we all make these resolutions we swear we're not going to break. And in six weeks, most of us will have fallen off the boat only to tread the same water we've been treading for years. Doesn't that just sound like so much fun? (laughs) Yeah, no thank you. The whole practice of setting New Year's resolutions is bolstered up by good intentions, but most of us lack the ability to follow through on our goals because of one or more of the following reasons. Think about which applies to you. We set the wrong goals. Maybe they're just unrealistic, completely unrealistic, or just not right for our current season. We set the right goals with no action plan. We set goals based on our own will without asking God about his will. We only look at the big picture but have no day-to-day changes in mind. Or we don't look at the big picture and only focus on what matters right this minute instead of playing the long game. Hmm, let's see, how did I write this list? This list describes me. This is me. I've done all of these things. I still struggle with some of these things. Now, I've been doing intentional goal planning for the last five years, and 2024 will mark my sixth year with a specific method and goal planner called PowerSheets. No, this episode is not sponsored. I wish. I just love spreading the word about this wonderful goal planner. In this episode, I want to share some of my personal experience with goal planning and how it has completely changed over the last several years. I'll start by giving you an overview of PowerSheets because I think it's it's helpful to understand the, the process and the format I've been using. I'm going to talk about how my achievement mentality has impacted my goal planning and then share how shifting my mindset toward goals has completely changed my life. Yes, it really has made that big of an impact. So let's begin with PowerSheets. PowerSheets is an intentional goal planner created by Laura Casey, the founder and former owner of an amazing company called Cultivate What Matters. Now the company Cultivate What Matters still exists. She just stepped away, I think about a year ago. She created the PowerSheets goal planner after struggling to follow through on her own goals. The planner starts with an in-depth prep work process that helps you uncover what truly matters. The prep work involves an enormous amount of self-reflection and requires a very honest look at what is working in your life and what is not. I usually shed a few tears during this process, to be honest. I'm not afraid of the tears. It's fine, but it is. it can be very emotional to kind of really take like a complete evaluation of your life and the areas you're thriving and the areas that you're really not thriving. And then as you close out the prep work process, you map out your goals for the coming year, knowing that you'll get a chance to refresh your goals in 90 days if anything's just not quite settling. There are four opportunities to refresh your goals during the year. There's one for each season, so January, April, July, and October. 
My goals have typically stayed pretty much the same all year long with slight adjustments or maybe a rewording of some kind to really uh, focus the goal. After you write out the goals, which anywhere between one and eight goals, I usually choose four because anything more feels overwhelming to me. So you write out the goals and then you brainstorm action steps for the goals, which can be a combination of what they call finish line tasks, like a project that's going to be done. Like you have a goal to run a marathon and then when you run the marathon, that's like your finish line goal. Or there could be habit building tasks, like instead of running a marathon, I'm just going to, I want to move my body every day, or I want to drink X ounces of water, or I want to pray a rosary every day, whatever it is. The initial brainstorming is a drafting process. Um, so it's really helpful to like be messy, use the space. And then the goal planner also asks what kind of resources you'll need to complete this goal, like money, time, help from others, and so on, which I think is something we don't often think about. Like when we set goals, we're only thinking about um, ourselves. Like I have to do all of these things. I'm going to achieve all of these things. Um, instead of being like, what are the resources I actually need? Like if I want to do this project and I need money for this project and I'm in a financially strapped season, maybe this goal is not the right goal for this season. Or wow, I've been trying to do this goal all on my own and I'm realizing that I actually need a support system or I actually need help or I want to grow my business, but I'm really bad at marketing. I need to get somebody's help with marketing. So it's just a helpful question to think about, like what are the resources you need? So this is all part of the prep work. This isn't even like into the planner. This is all part of the prep work. And then after the prep work section is finished, you begin the task of creating your first tending list for the month of January. The tending list is your way of working on your goals for the month. And on a tending list, there are three sections. There's a monthly section, a weekly section, and a daily section. So if we stick with that marathon example, your January tending list may include a monthly action item like choose a marathon to run this year. Because if you want to run a marathon, you have to choose which one you're going to do and then you ha- then you can schedule it out from there. And then your daily goals may include go on a run or drink 100 ounces of water, things like that. So each month you have a tending list and it's as you get into the process, it's really helpful to think about the fact that you have to break down goals into smaller items. On that note, Cultivate What Matters really encourages little by little habit building so that you don't bite off more than you can chew and then give up before making any progress. Ask me how I know that this can be a problem. (laughs) Okay. I am like, I got big eyes and big goals and I want to do all the things and I have to really take a step back and appreciate the little by little process. My biggest struggle with goal setting is the little by little action steps and actually being accountable to my power sheets every day. I have to figure out where to put them so that I see them every day. It's like, do I put them on my desk? Do I put them on my dresser? Cannot put them in the kitchen because of toddler hands, but I've got to figure that out. I have become a lot better over the last several years at figuring out what really matters and setting the right goals. But my difficulty is creating sustainable, helpful, and manageable action plans. I really struggle with the like breakdown of tasks. So that's something I'm going to be working on this coming year. With that being said, I just want, I want to make sure that I'm approaching this episode from a place of like, I am still in the process of learning a lot of these things. I'm still figuring out 
the best way to goal plan. I'm still figuring out what my day-to-day is supposed to look like with accomplishing these goals. So I'm not coming at this from a place of like, I'm an expert on how to set goals. I'm coming at this from, this has been a huge part of my journey over the last several years. And I want to share that with you. So do I think the power sheets is the perfect system for everyone? No. Do I think it's a great system for most people? Actually, yes, I do. Because you can make it work for you and your life. If you have found yourself in the same place every year, trying to set goals without much follow through or without an idea of what the right goals are, I really do think power sheets would be helpful for you. I share this opinion on power sheets because using this goal planner has shifted my mindset toward goal setting and what it actually looks like to cultivate what matters. So before I share more about how my goal setting has changed over the last few years, I think it's important to share with you a bit of my personality and general attitude toward life. If you know me personally, most of this will not come as a surprise to you. I'm definitely a what you see is what you get kind of person, which I love about myself and I'm content to be an open book. So if you don't know me very well, maybe some of this will will surprise you a little bit. So we'll see. I am a naturally high achieving, ambition driven person. I hated getting B's in school. I always turned my homework in on time. I did the extra credit if it was offered. I tried out for all the solos and all the lead roles. I really wanted to be good on my basketball team, but that was just part of my life that did not work out. (laughs) I worked my tail off in 10 years of 4-H and went annoyingly above and beyond on many of my projects. As a result of this mentality and a lot of hard work, I have found great success in different arenas throughout my life. I don't say this to brag or to sound arrogant. I'm just trying to provide some context for my goal setting tendencies because this is where they come from. Because I'm a natural achiever, I love goals. I like working toward finish lines and tackling projects and proving to you that I am the woman for the job. Being a high achiever can be a beautiful thing. Being a hard worker pays off. But living in a constant state of do, 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 and prove, 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 it's exhausting. And I have found that I often look to concrete rewards for affirmation of my worth. The biggest lie that I fight constantly is this. I am valuable when I am productive. My greatest idol is productivity. I worship at the altar of productivity sometimes. And this is an incredibly hard idol for me to overcome. I am genuinely proud of the hard work I've done during my life and the successes I've achieved. And it is, it's okay. It's good to feel proud of the things I've done. But I got into very dangerous territory when I looked to these achievements to show me my value and my worth. This identity shift toward understanding that my value comes from being a beloved daughter of God That shift began when I lived in New York City, and I found myself miserable in the industry and the city I had always dreamed I would be a part of. When I realized the Lord was asking me to surrender my Broadway dream and leave the city, my greatest fear was that people would think I had failed and therefore have no more interest in me as a person. Wow, wow, wow. Huge wake-up call. Huge wake-up call to recognize that. Now, since that time, the Lord has stripped me bare. He has stripped me of all the things I defined myself by. 
little by little, uh, my voice, my ambition, my success, my ability to meet any goal, I've gone through the stripping away of all of those things in different ways. But through that stripping away, he has reframed my understanding of who I am, which is his daughter, seen, known, loved, and valued regardless of my productivity or success. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for doing this work in me, or at least beginning this work in me before I became a mom. Because my understanding of productivity and what makes me valuable got yet another overhaul when I became a mom and the pace of life came to a screeching halt in the best way possible. This work This identity work is still underway because, as I mentioned, I have to fight the lie daily that productivity makes me valuable. We're all a work in progress, and that is a big part of my being a work in progress. At some point, I'll do an entire episode on identity and how important it is to know our identity, but I wanted to share some of my backstory with you because the unfolding of who I am and where my value comes from has impacted my goal setting. And I've been able to watch this identity shift unfold as my goals have changed. So that's what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about shifting my mindset. I don't remember all the goals I've set over the last five years. And I recently parted ways with all my past power sheets during a paper decluttering. So I can't look them up, but I can vividly remember some of the first goals I set in 2019 when I began my power sheets journey. Here are a few of those. Become a full-time musician and speaker. Build a flourishing Premier Designs business. Side note, Premier Designs was a direct sales jewelry company, and I I used to have a, a business with them. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And I still have beautiful jewelry that I cherish. Another goal was develop productive routines. Now, there were others, but those are the ones I remember the most clearly, And I want to acknowledge that none of these things are inherently bad. But looking back, I see several problems with my attitude toward goal setting. All of my goals were achievement and ambition driven instead of truly led by the Holy Spirit. I had way too many big goals to tackle all at once. Each goal that year was isolated from the rest. So the workload felt heavy. They just, they had no crossover. They were unrelated. All the goals were focused on doing, 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 instead of cultivating a way of being and a way of living. Now, what was the result of this? Hmm, not a lot of progress, unrealistic action plans, divided attention, loss of momentum. I also need to acknowledge that 2019 was a year of massive change for me, massive. I left a job at the end of January met and started dating Stephen long distance at the end of February, prepared to move to Georgia in July, lost my mom in August, switched gears and moved to Indiana in September, navigated an even longer distance relationship while in deep grief, and then I got engaged in December. Wow, that's exhausting to read that list. (laughs) Goals need to shift and change as your life unfolds, but the goals I set that year were very much all or nothing goals, And then I had to let them all go when my mom passed away. And that was 100% the right decision. I don't, I'm not sitting here being like, even if you're in grief, you need to have all of these goals. No, 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 no. But my point is I had put myself in such an all or nothing position with goals that I was left with 
nothing to work toward, no direction after going through this major loss and drastic change. And in that season of grief and like learning how to rest and all of that, I just, I felt like I wanted something to work toward, at least some kind of like small project to, you know, take some of my attention. And I had nothing, just blank space and unachievable goals. In the years that followed, I worked on setting more flexible goals that were related to one another and actually took into account the season of life I was in. In 2020, I was grateful for flexible goals because like the rest of the world, my life was upended and I had to rethink everything I had in mind for that year. Y'all, I was planning like a cross-country concert tour with my new album. That's like hilarious now when I think about that. (laughs) Clearly that did not happen. In 2021, we moved to a new state, I got pregnant, and flexibility was required once again. In 2022, my daughter was born at the beginning of the year in February, and my postpartum time was a lot harder than I expected. And I remember making my first tending list of the year that May, and the goals were so gentle and so simple. It was like, talk to God every day. Have all the laundry put away by the end of the day. Go outside schedule time with a friend every week. 2019 goal setting Jessman would have like laughed at those goals or scoffed thinking they weren't quote productive enough. She was clueless and also yet not a postpartum mom. (laughs) While goal setting for 2023, I took a lot of time to go through the prep work. I really prayed about the prior year and I tried to figure out what worked and what didn't. It took time to reflect on these things, especially because my life changed so much again in 2022 because I had a baby. And if you are a parent, you know, like your life changes enormously in all of these ways that like some of you can plan for and a lot of it you cannot. And I, I just took a lot of time to adjust to motherhood. I'm still adjusting. I have a toddler. Every day is a new day. (laughs) But I, when I, when I entered into 2023, I knew, okay, I am, I am learning how to be a mom. I have to take time to process what is working and what is not, and what is realistic for this coming year. And when I took the time to really dig in, I ended up with goals that have lasted all year long. They're flexible. They're gentle. They're appropriate for my season of life. And perhaps most importantly, they are holistic. By that, I mean, my goals are focused on the whole person. My goals this past year have taken into account all the pieces and parts of myself and my life that require my attention, which has helped me work toward building a life I love instead of setting these goals for the life I think I should have or achieving goals that might look great on Instagram, but don't feed my soul. My goals this past year were this. I had four. One, build a life-giving and fun family culture. Two, strengthen my body, mind, and soul. Three, do the work I love. Four, simplify to focus on essentials. Sounds a bit different from 2019, am I right? This past year, because of these healthy and holistic goals, I've done the following. I started working out regularly by joining my local bar studio. 
I learned how to make more homemade foods that nourish my family and myself. I auditioned and performed for Nashville Opera's outreach program. I finally launched a podcast that's been on my heart for five years. I decluttered many, many boxes of things in my home. Additionally, because of these goals, I've grown in awareness of something really important. Well, and not just because of these goals, but because of the goal setting process and planning I do every month. I've become aware that my days are exponentially better when I get up early before Guinevere and start my day in prayer. But this is only possible when I get to bed well. And I really struggle with that. This is probably the most important realization I've had this year. The fact that I really struggle to go to bed well and often find myself distracted in the evenings before bed. I'm not sure why this is the case, but I'm trying to dig into that. And that this recognition, this awareness of this problem will influence some of my goal setting for 2024. One of the reasons I was able to recognize this is because I constantly was setting a daily goal of going to bed well and getting up early, which was part of my larger goal of strengthening my body, mind, and soul. And I consistently failed. And I can visually see that problem in in my goal planner because of like checking things off every day. So I was visually able to see like, wow, this is not happening. This is a problem. And so I was like, okay, this is a cue to me that there's something bigger going on here that's preventing me from doing this. And I would not have noticed that pattern as easily had I not been consistently writing down this goal and seeing it unmet repeatedly. So in that case, goal planning helped me recognize something that isn't working at the same time that it helped me reach some long-time goals. Additionally, the PowerSheets process has helped me not only set and reach goals, but completely shift my mindset and approach to goal setting and what it's actually for. Goal setting is more about cultivating a life I love that aligns with God's will instead of achieving ideals. Now, don't get me wrong. Cultivating a life I I love will require more ambitious goals in certain seasons. And this is good. We need to challenge ourselves to grow. In other seasons, we will set gentler goals focused on nourishing our bodies and souls so we can show up as our best selves every day. And this is also good. In fact, I don't think these things should be mutually exclusive, but they often are. It's like we think, oh, I'm in this season of like high ambition and drive and to do this big thing. And so I'm just going to let everything else go. And like, that is not an integrated approach to living. We have to learn how to nourish the gentle sides and the rest and the food and the exercise at the same time that we're trying to do the big things. So we have an opportunity to change this mutual exclusion tendency by setting the right goals in the right season with the right intention. So as we begin another year, I encourage you to shift your mindset from an ambitious New Year's resolution you think you should have to asking yourself this, what really matters to me? What in my life is working and what is not? Am I in a season for an ambitious goal? Or am I in a season for gentler goals? Or am I in a season where I can kind of tackle both? Perhaps right now you're ready to like go click a link and buy your own set of power sheets. And I think that's great. Please join me. (laughs) Join me over here in power sheets land. Perhaps you're overwhelmed by the process of having a goal planner. And you know what? That's also okay. You need to choose what's right for where you are. 
just as an aside, PowerSheets also offers a 90-day planner. So if you'd like to try the process without committing to the entire year, that, op- that option is also available. And no, for real, this episode is not sponsored. If you want to help my podcast get big enough for an episode sponsor, please spread the word. Maybe someday I would love to be sponsored by Cultivate What Matters. They are truly one of my favorite companies. I hope this episode has encouraged you to take stock of your own goal-setting tendencies and perhaps change your mindset toward goals. As they say at Cultivate What Matters, little by little adds up to a legacy. And this next year is an opportunity to cultivate a life you love, a life where you focus on what truly matters to you and work toward that life little by little. I wish you good luck on the journey. My something beautiful this week is a Spotify playlist I made called Winter. Aren't I so creative? (laughs) Instead of making new playlists every season, like every year, I just created a playlist for each season. So I have a spring, summer, autumn, and winter playlist. And then I just add to it throughout the year as I think of songs or hear songs that make me think of a certain season. My winter playlist is a serious hodgepodge of genres. So prepare yourselves. I hope that you enjoy it. Have a very happy new year and a lovely week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Becoming Beauty. I hope today's episode blessed you. There are a few simple things you can do to share the message you heard today. One, share this episode with a friend who needs it. Two, share this episode on social media. Three, leave a rating and a review so more people can find this podcast. I would so appreciate your help getting this podcast into the ears, hearts, and minds of more people. Have a lovely week.